0: Has the voice of the enemy caused you to believe you're not good enough? Are the lies of the serpent attempting to steal your joy? Do you want to be emotionally, spiritually, and mentally healthy? And are you ready to believe what God says about you? Then welcome to Elevate, a podcast that will inform and inspire you with the resources to experience hope and healing. My wife, Shannon, is a licensed professional counselor, helping individuals heal as they discover God's truth. My name is Myron, and I'm a pastor with over 35 years of ministry experience. Our podcast will provide you with the necessary tools to overcome and be victorious in Christ Jesus. Thank you for subscribing and listening to Elevate. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. It is an honor that Shannon and I get to spend this time with you. And we do appreciate your time, whether you're listening in your car or uh, while you're jogging or shopping or whatever you're doing. Thank you again for just letting us have a little bit of time out of your day. We hope that what we say is a help and a blessing to you and uh, that you are developing, growing in Christ. Do want to give a special shout out to our producer, Jeremy Miller. Uh, He works hard behind the scenes. Uh, His name is not anywhere on the podcast or, you know, in any of the stuff. But he does a lot of hard work of uh, recording these for us and uh, taking them down. Uh, or uh, dropping them, excuse me, and and doing all that. So, Jeremy, thank you so much, and to your beautiful wife, Courtney, we love you guys and appreciate you. So, we're going to get started today. Our our topic, Shannon. We're going to continue what we started last episode, and that is believing new things today, part two. And uh, um, you know, I just I just want to kind of put a little um, teaser out there for what we're going to talk about today. Uh, every one of us have been, that's listening, no doubt, has seen new construction somewhere. Maybe a, a plot of land now becomes a subdivision and streets are going in. Uh, maybe there's a, a you know um, a new road being added onto or, or uh, more lanes added. We've all seen that. Well, today what we're going to talk about is similar to that concept, only this time it's not new roads and new subdivisions, but think of it as new paths or pathways in the brain that we're creating to learn the right way and unlearn those things that that haven't worked, but yet then create and learn those ways that have worked. So Shannon, kick it off. Take us away. Let's rock and roll together.
1: <laughs> rock and roll for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Just sort of recapping where we ended in our last podcast, because I want to make sure that this concept is fully understood and people don't have like this question mark over their head. So I believe one of the analogies I used um, was a rock, and so I in my on my desk and at my job, I have a, a nice glass jar. I don't know. It probably has ten really pretty turquoise colored rocks. They're really smooth. They're really pretty, you know. And I could put a lot of adjectives on them. And after that podcast, I it, I as I often do when you know. Thought I'm a little deeper on the subject myself, just because it was, you know, the the subject matter just really resonates with me because this is stuff that you and I both, Marn, have mm-hmm. really done and learned, and we've we've done a lot of this work, and we're doing a lot of this work because we're always in the sanctification process, even in our own brains. That's right. Um, and I think until we see Jesus, it, that will be the the truth of it. True. But the next week, I actually went into. A session and it was like there was the rocks and I had remembered the analogy that I had used in in the previous podcast. And so I grabbed one of those rocks and I I knew the story of the client sitting in front of me that when she was little, um, a next door neighbor had thrown a small rock at her and had hit her in the head and had caused, I mean, not a ton of damage, but it was very painful. And, and that story had been given to me in, in a session at one point. And it, and it was a perfect segue, if you will, into I, I also knew about this particular client that when she's in therapy, I tend to give these rocks out to clients that maybe that have been through traumas and such. And as we're talking about new beliefs and, you know, new, new meaning to, to old circumstances, you know, things that had happened, we can't change the circumstances of the traumas or the pains or the abuse and such. But what what we learn is that we can change what we make those things mean. And so I, I got up and I g- grabbed a new rock for her and I said, you know, in your hand, you're holding a rock and you, you hold it through therapy. And as we talk about new things, you recreate, you just, it's, it's like, and then you tell me the next week, you know, when you're not in session, when you're having a, a you know, a rough day, you'll grab that rock and it just kind of helps you to remember it signifies the new you, the new beliefs that you're forming. And and that rock brings you comfort. And I said, so let's look at that rock and understand that the, the facts, or as our model will say, is the circumstances that there is a rock. This is a rock. Mm-hmm. The thought can be, she has several different choices to thoughts on, so this is what we're talking about in making something truth. So for her, the rock could signify Pain. It could. She could make it mean, like I had said last week, that you know the rock is dangerous, or the rock brings me comfort. I might look at the rock because I don't really have either of those things. I've never been hit by a rock, and I I've never used a rock to to bring me comfort. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, I might look at the rock and say it's beautiful. And so, the same rock, so the same circumstance, that doesn't change. But you can have three different. The same person can look at the same thing and say. You know, what is true? Is the rock beautiful? Is this rock dangerous? Is it is it comforting? And I think the the what I love about this is that she I said you get to look at that rock and you and your brain get to decide what you make that mean. Mm-hmm. And so you can look at that again, like in the, the rock, oh, I've got to hide from it, I've got to run from it, that rock is dangerous, or it now brings you comfort. And now back right. when you was little, that rock hurt you, but now you're sitting in therapy holding it and it's bringing you comfort. What's changed? Not the past, Mm-mm. the rock, it, it, now it's not the same rock, obviously, that hit her as a child, Right. but it, the signification of it is, is, is the same. And I said, what's changing is what, sh- what meaning you're giving that rock today, sitting here at you know as an adult, mm-hmm. you're much older. You have the ability to now to choose what you make that mean, and, and so
0: you know I think Shannon, if I could interject, yeah, the rock could be trauma, yeah, could be abandonment, neglect, fear, any one of the core sure. uh, fears, core beliefs that we have. So to our listeners, I would just say whatever you know Shannon's analogy of this rock and with this client. Use the rock as something else. What you might have experienced may not necessarily be negative in and of itself, per se, but your your thoughts from it could be. But as you as you learn new concepts, is it, and that's what I am yeah, hearing you it, say but, to some extent. Well,
1: it, it even goes a step be- before that. The past is what we can't change. True. True. And so what I'm strongly encouraging our listeners and what I work with my clients to do is to recognize sure those traumas did happen. So the the event, the the molestation, the the physical abuse that is documented, it's in the the history books. We cannot change that. That is the rock. Mm-hmm. The things that happened. Right, right. What now here we sit, when people come in traumatized or whatever, it's because they're still fragmented between what happened and the meaning that they're given it because it's still alive and well in their brain.
0: Yeah, what you just said was what I was trying to say, the meaning they're giving it. So, yes, exactly. But
1: the rock doesn't change. And and we can always go back to the rock. What else is like the rock? The Bible. Like that doesn't change. We don't get to go in and say, you know, I'm going to make the this mean, you know, this Bible verse, I think it means it's like we have to take the infallible word of God and say, what does God's word say? That is fact. That's not, you know, that you are lovable, that you are, you know, precious in the eyes of God. All the things that who the I am says I am is who I am. And sometimes we want to take that and say, well, right. you know, that that applies to everybody but me. No, you're changing the meaning of what is factual. And and when sometimes when we have nothing else, maybe we don't have a f- supportive family now following all that traumas and history that, that we've been through, but we always have God and his word and those truths are forever settled in heaven. Amen. And we get to then decide what we want to believe. So that kind of just kind of recaps where we were in our last yes. podcast. And so, so I guess the question is, what is even possible then to believe? And, you know, are there rules for believing? Because I think that's where a lot of us get into trouble is that we, we think somehow that because we've always believed something, therefore it must be true. So but what I've learned is that and what I wish somebody would have told me, many, many years ago that it took me a long time to kind of figure out myself, is that are you ready for this? You can believe anything you want to believe. (laughs) Right. You don't have to have anybody's permission. You don't have to check it with the laws necessarily. I mean, you know, within reason. There are no rules about what we can believe, what you can choose to believe. There's no test and there's no approval that's needed. We get to believe anything we want to believe you can decide that the rock is beautiful or you can decide to believe that the rock is painful and it's mm-hmm. it's dangerous mm-hmm. that's your choice and nobody can tell you not to and i have and i say to clients a lot listen you can believe that that rock is dangerous and i am not here to tell you that you should or shouldn't think that way but let's run that model and when that is your thought you feel fear when you feel when you feel fear, right. what do you do? What's exactly. the result? Are you okay with that? And of course, the answer is always no, or mm-hmm. most of the time, it's mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can choose to believe Shannon that you are smart. You know, I don't come in here and say I'm the brightest light bulb in the room, but what I'm not is stupid. Right. And for 40 years, I believed without checking with that, that I am stupid, that I am incompetent, I can choose instead to believe that I am capable, that I am successful, that I am smart, that I am able to do through Christ whatever I set my mind to do. Or I can choose to look at that and say, no, I actually I can't. I get to choose. And the only difference in what makes that true is my belief. Mm-hmm. If I think I am stupid, that's what's true, because that's my belief. If I think I'm smart, that's what's true. And here's the thing, no matter what anyone says, no matter what that group of six-year-old kids said, mm-hmm. no matter what they the, what they did, they laughing at me, it doesn't matter. I can choose to believe something different. So I always, I guess, thought that my new beliefs couldn't contradict what I already believed. And this is what happens, and this is why... Believing new things is so hard because, the, like you said in the beginning of this podcast, is that our pathways in the brain, they're like highways. We don't even question. We just get in the car and and off we go with a thought and we don't even question, why am I taking this route? You know, why or whatever. And so why am I not doing why am I not going that way because we don't tend to do that we we just think very subconsciously and we just act like robots to <laughs> those subconscious beliefs that we have mm-hmm. and so i you know I like to use you you and I are always on a diet, and so we're always trying to better ourselves and we are currently doing so lifestyle yes, lifestyle yes, yes yes, <laughs> Myron um, tends to view it from a lifestyle I like to keep saying diet, so I guess. I'm trying to change the meaning of my rock. I'm
0: trying to change your
1: pathway. <laughs> yes. But if someone had told me um, that, you know, hey, no, nobody has ever looked at me and said, hey, Shannon, you're too fat. I, my brain does a good enough job of that. But <laughs> right. I, you know, I get to choose what I believe about that, right. you know, and in our journey to have a healthier lifestyle, we've had to come to the conclusion about ourselves, mm-hmm. but from a healthy place You know, I'm on a really low dose of high blood pressure meds. And I've been told numerous times by my doctor that, hey, you know, if you lose a little bit of weight and jump on that treadmill, you might be able to come off of those. I couldn't just simply believe that I was, you know, earlier on, I think we were getting much healthier. But in the earlier days, I couldn't just believe that I was okay the way that I was. Because the reason for wanting to lose weight might not have been in the right Mm -hmm. Way. Now it's for my health. It's, it's, I just want to feel better. Where before it was maybe what I wanted to look like. I wanted, I wanted to approve the approval of others. And I thought somehow Mm -hmm. if I, you know, if if the scale set a certain number, then I would be approved of. Where now it's what, it's
0: the value we place on that number. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if I could also just interject, because this has been some of my struggle. Um, Speaking of weight, there have been times where even in my own mind, I've had thoughts of, well, you know and i think of all these and i won't name any of them but these big name preachers and you know well they're overweight so it's not a big deal uh, but then on the opposite i've also thought well these big name preachers and and they're skinny or or mm-hmm. healthy looking actually to me both concepts are wrong because I'm not to compare myself, and that's right. not just a biblical thing. But I think you, as a therapist, would tell somebody mm-hmm. in your counseling session, Bible or not, mm-hmm. that's not wise to do. Because I'm I'm not trying to keep up or be better than, or because that creates so many other f- things to, mm-hmm. to have to deal with. So it, it comes back to saying, regardless of who is or isn't, you know, fat or skinny, in my estimation, what's what do I feel healthy? you know, doing and, and, and going like, you know, 225 for the next guy might be overweight, but for me, that might be a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even, even if I am still technically obese, according to the, you know, whatever, uh, you know, those charts you see Mm -hmm. at the doctor's office, Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and that actually happened this week in one of my sessions, I have a girl that is trying to lose weight, and she named a weight that she's trying to get to, and it ironically, it's my goal weight that she's at now, and that is unacceptable to her. And wow. And my and I looked at her. I mean, it was the Lord has had so many times of these these haha moments, and I looked at her and I said, "Let's let's take this for example. You sit there and you tell me all these things that your mother says about you because you're at your X amount of weight." I said, "You know, that's the." Weight that I'm trying to get to. That's what I weighed on the, um, the day I got married. Mm. Um, and so do you see how the circumstance right. is just a number on the scale?
0: Yeah, she's she's framing that that I'm, because what mom is saying, I'm, right. I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm right.
1: And I'm like, what I wouldn't get? I said, girl, I said, I'm down 15 pounds. I am still, yeah. you know, and I'm not too, too far off from that number. Yeah. But it just reiterated to me that what we make these things mean and the sure. exact same number we're the same height, which well, is kind of weird. But we make that number mean completely two different things.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, today I went in for, you know, my uh, my weekly checkup with mm-hmm. uh, the coach and I haven't lost a pound in a week. Not mm-hmm. not a, not a single pound. Mm-hmm. I've stayed true to the plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But two or three shirts, I can button now, and even sitting down, they're not they're not separating mm-hmm. at my belly. And the coach said to me, she said, "That's that's a win," mm-hmm. and it helped me to reframe the way I was thinking, you know, uh, about it. So. Not to try to get too, you know, derail the train here, but I think to help our listeners understand, you know, that that it has to come down to the the reframing of that thought. And
1: even that, I I noticed I did not go to the coach today um, because I was getting (laughs) ready for this wonderful podcast. (laughs) Um, I was supposed to go, but I literally had the thought you had a different attitude. Usually, when you've worked hard all week and you've stayed on plan and you come home, you don't lose weight, you're like, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna this, go eat three pieces of cheesecake. This isn't working, right? Go and watch pizza. And you
1: were so calm, and you were so, and you came in and you explained to me why, right? It, you still had wins, and I was like, wow, this 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 whole coaching thing is really working because it's not just they, they are not about numbers on the scale. Right. They truly are. The first question they always ask us is, "What were your wins? What were your challenges?" Exactly. And, Which ironically, I do with my clients now because I want them to be able to find the wins, even maybe if Mm -hmm. they still struggle in areas. What are the wins? Because what I'm trying to help them do is change what is the rock? Can the rock be beautiful this week, even though Mm -hmm. at one time it wasn't so beautiful? Right. So, what I know is that we can choose to believe whatever we want to believe. You can believe, Myron, that you had wins, or you can believe that you were a failure this week, but you came home and you chose to believe mm-hmm. that you had some wins. Um, and so my beliefs or your beliefs determine what we create. And so do you know that we get to create whatever we want to create? Right. That is how this whole thing works. Yeah. And all I have to do is create thoughts and then believe those new thoughts. That's mm-hmm. what this is all about
0: it's Romans 8
1: so it's like why didn't anybody like you know I was thinking about this too why didn't they have like a course in school about this like how to think how like seriously wow how powerful that would be if somebody could have taught us these things when we were much younger than we are now and I think it starts with the first thing I would encourage someone to do is to start imagining and visualizing themselves At the place that they want to be, Mm -hmm. at maybe at a place of healing or in a place where, you know, in my case, I did not believe at one time in my life that I would ever get through a master's program. Like that was so foreign to me. And thank goodness I had people around me, you know, such as yourself, Mm -hmm. my sister, Mm -hmm. my parents, you know, different ones that were just so supportive and like Shannon, of course you can do it and i and i must have started to believe at some point that i could do it because i did it. and so how do i decide then what i want to believe? i had to at one point decide, okay, you know, if and i'm and i'm now jumping kind of to the education because that was one of my strongholds of the mind was that i just believed my stronghold said you are stupid. You are incapable. and i had it's like how i think back on it now and i am so grateful that my younger self pushed through all the things and all the drama in her head, to now to see where I'm at and how much differently this version of myself is than she was earlier. I had to start first imagining myself as a counselor. I looked at our church, I looked at the church as a whole, and I saw some gaps that needed to be filled. And so I had to imagine myself... In that place of I can be a counselor now to be a counselor at a you know with a licensure I have to have a master's degree to do that so the first thing I did was visualized the possibilities but here was the problem in the very beginning of this process what I was actually visualizing was an impossibility because my brain did not have any created beliefs about that all it had all it had to go on was that I'm stupid Mm -hmm. and so I in the beginning it almost felt like an impossibility because until i was able to believe that it was possible it was an impossibility right. and so that was the first place that i had to start was the key was allowing myself to imagine that i can believe that i can do this that was that was really the first step before i just had to believe that i could believe it it's kind of like when somebody wants to do good, but they want to want to do good. It's right. There's almost right. like a... I had a client tell me that this week. She said, I have to want to want it. That's like the first place to start. And I think that's where the first step for us is just wanting to believe the new thing. But the problem with that is our old beliefs are going to resist the new beliefs. And so that's where a lot of us just give up. Because when the new beliefs start coming into conflict with what the what our brain currently believes, what do you think happens? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of drama in the head yeah. about this because the brain is does not allow itself to believe two opposing things at the same time. That's called cognitive dissonance, which I actually will speak on here at some point. But th- that causes a lot of drama in the brain and a lot of the chaos that goes on in the brain. It's when an old belief and a new belief kind of collide. So what do we do? Most of us stay in the realm of our old beliefs because we already believe them. And guess what? they're very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Believing the same thing that we have believed year after year after year is so easy. It takes no effort. But to try to dig out new beliefs, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of pushing through the hard. And then what we end up doing is our brain just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. And so for this podcast today, Um, I would just leave our listeners with, because I know we're going to do a part three because we're going to walk through the process. Mm -hmm. But for today, I just want to leave the listeners with with the idea that pray and say, God, help me to want to believe new things. Is it even possible for me to believe new things? And I do believe that it is, but Mm -hmm. we have to first of all recognize that. And then kind of the next step would be, what do you want to believe? Maybe you don't believe it yet, but if you could believe it, what would it be? I yes. didn't believe that I could graduate f- from a graduate program, but I wanted to believe it. And then so so I. that's kind of how it all started for me. And then w- that thought led to the next thought, which in our next episode, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the building of the bridges between one thought to where we want to go. And I think we did talk about this in our last podcast. I'm going from like A to Z. Many people can't do that, but they can go from A to B to C to D. Absolutely. So that's what I would have for today.
0: I love it. And, you know, sneak preview to part three, in addition to what you're going to share, I'm going to share some things from uh, Paul and his companions in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. So, to show that what we're talking about, there's biblical precedent of people like Paul mm-hmm. and the companions who were with him who did the same thing, had the potential to look at that rock and make it mean something. But once they uh, worked with God, they made that rock mean what God wanted it to mean so uh, again we're so glad that uh, we've had this time with you today and so we'll be coming back uh, next episode for part three in the meantime please visit our website elevateourlife.info you can subscribe on the website to follow any of our posts or blogs or anything that's there You can also, of course, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And we appreciate you doing that. Share it with your friends and family. Let them know how it's blessed you. Leave us a comment if you can or stars. Uh, We would certainly appreciate. And you can also email us at elevatewiththepowells at gmail.com. Thank you so very much. And we pray that you have a blessed day in Jesus.